course is a cyclical nature they took our resources and gave us biblical pages we took it for standard though we've been sitting for ages made us fear the ten commandments while just sinning courageous see life is a joke and we're living in this parody here sided with hope it makes us used to see this parody fit excuse the triple entendre but see this pirate is quit he doesn't speak for the powerless but the powerless ear welcome to the thinkaroo talks podcast the only place where conversations make you think get ready for this one yet another episode see you in there Welcome, 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 guys, to another episode of the Thinkaroo Talks podcast. If this is your first time on the show, thank you so much for tuning in. And, um, you know, if you've listened to an episode or more uh, already, uh, thanks, thanks as well. I, I really appreciate the time. On this episode, I'm sitting down with my guy, Jafaris, right? Jafaris, you might know him primarily for his music, but... Um, Surprise, surprise, uh, he, I mean, he does music, he raps, he sings, but he also, in fact, he started off as a dancer, right? And he does a bit of acting as well. And as a matter of fact, he calls himself an entertainer. I think his his fan page on Facebook is titled, I think, Jafaris the Entertainer, right? On this episode, we're going to find out why he refers himself, refers to himself as an entertainer. We speak on what he, I guess what he describes as the battle to be humble. Um, we also cover the growth versus fixed mindset. And uh, we talk a lot about taking personal responsibility, which I suppose is the, the premise of um, Jordan, Dr. Jordan Peterson's self-authoring program. Um, I've since delved a lot deeper into his work and I think, well, not I think, I know that I have a more robust understanding on account of the time that I've spent uh, delving into it. I have a more robust understanding of his work and I mean if anything is unclear in the way that I speak on his material, I'm sure I'll, I'm going to revise as, as we go along, right? Um, we also talk about the universal battle with procrastination. Uh, being cognizant of how you interact with other people and how some people seem to live in a self-absorbed state. Uh, we talk about the state of nature and the social contract. Uh, well, that was me rambling on about it. Um, the power of communitarian behavior and how cohesive it is with individual responsibility. The age of the carefully curated self-image and a lot more, and I guess the importance of gratitude, which is which is a big one. Um, I think it was around minute thirty-six. I I touch on the topic of toxic masculinity. Now I just want to make one thing clear. So I'm talking about toxic masculinity. That is not to suggest that masculinity uh, as an idea is is inherently toxic. Just want to make a you know a quick distinct distinction there. I was actually referring to certain behaviors that I think are not necessarily optimal. Um, I should have, you know, more clearly defined where I, where I was going with it at the time. But just stay tuned. Keep listening to the podcast, guys, and um, you'll hear me revise my views, which is 
which is very, I mean, it's scary on one hand, but it's also very interesting. So I really hope you enjoy this episode and uh, see you next time. So guys, welcome to yet another episode of the Thinkaroo Talks podcast. So it's your host, as usual, Trevor Harold. My friends and family call me Harry, and this is another episode. Let's get into this, guys. Today I've got I've got my guy in the building, <laughs> and as as in, in keeping with the tradition so far, I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Yo, what's up, guys? I go by the name Jafaris. Um, I'm an entertainer. I sing, rap. Dance, act, etc., etc. Yeah, no. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So, I'm sitting here with Jafaris. I call him Percy, so I'm just gonna call him Percy for the purpose <laughs> of this argument. So, Percy, so let's get into this, man. Um, first of all, you describe yourself as an entertainer. Mm. Where does that come from? Like, why is that the go to label? Like, yeah. I'm an entertainer. Like, why does that kick kick off mm. the, 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 the descriptive language for you? Um, that's actually, like, a, a recent, like, development. Well, a recent... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Recent development, makes yeah. sense. Um, and only because when I started in my journey or whatever in mm-hmm. the entertainment business, mm-hmm. I started off dancing. Mm. So... I was just known as the kid who danced in church, he danced in the street, he danced in school for talent shows or whatever. Right. And that was just my thing. I didn't even do music. I didn't do anything to do acting. I didn't have anything. But I I moved from dancing to rapping hmm. to singing to acting. And then someone just, someone said it to me one day. It's like, yo, you're not just like one thing. You're like, an entertainer and my dad used to always say it as well hmm. so just like I just kind of I was always keeping myself in these certain boxes I was like no I'm just a rapper I'm, I'm just this or I'm just that but I just kind of recently just thought to embrace it like hmm. so you mentioned there right that you were keeping yourself in these certain boxes hmm. do you think to like on some level do you think that was maybe like the fear of accepting the 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 robust nature of of you could say your inclinations right Mm. so you knew you could rap Mm. and you could rap well but you also knew you could act and you could act well and you could dance though and you could dance well like but it it, like what 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 is that person right it's easier to be like oh i'm an actor or i'm i'm a rapper i'm like when you say i'm an entertainer you're essentially what what I'm getting is like you're essentially trying to embody those different elements, yeah, yeah, right? Definitely. So, was it like a fear of embracing that? Would you say maybe if it was something you weren't conscious of, but just looking back now retrospectively, I think <clears throat> it was very plain and simple to me that I didn't quite believe in myself at a stage, not like a oh victimizing myself, but it's like. Hmm. I knew I could do these things, like I knew I could dance, I knew I could rap well, whatever, but I just didn't believe that I was as good as everyone made it out to be. Hmm. So I was always kind of keeping myself in a certain place, like, not, I only do this, mm. I only do this. Also because 
being humble is one of the things that it's like a battle for me for some reason. It's like that, not not to cut you off. So when you say it's a battle, I need you to get into that. <laughs> what does that mean? All right, it's it's basically something that obviously the industry I'm in mm-hmm. is all braggadocious and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about owning your confidence, knowing who you are, and telling people who you are. Right, right. For me, I just never ever wanted to be that person, hmm. and that's simply because of like who my parents are. Like they, no matter how good life is, they never want to be the people to go out and tell people like, "Yo, this happened, this happened, this happened." It's hmm. kind of like hmm. people just kind of find out those things. If life is going well for you, people right. will see it. Like right, you right. To, you don't have to go and tell people. And one, I just know in myself. Just how people feed me all this praise, it's like you can lose yourself very easily in like in a whirlpool of compliments. Hmm. So I kinda I had to consciously keep reminding myself that I am not where I want to be. I'm not who they think I am. I'm just this normal guy who just so happens to do these things. So I have to kinda keep myself in this realm. Hmm. That, that that's powerful i tell you why that's powerful because that basically just indicates like a growth mindset mm. you know a fixed mindset can have i guess different manifestations so a fixed mindset could be could could come in the form of you know i'm just a rapper i've never been good at singing i will never be good at singing i just don't have that talent yeah right or a fixed mindset could also display itself in the form of oh man i'm at the top i know i'm the best rapper and the best singer yeah i know oh this is who i am right whereas the fi- the growth mindset the, the growth mindset on the other hand oh. is basically oh no anything can be learned well i don't know how to sing now but i can learn how to sing yeah right um, or they think I'm at the top now. Oh no, but I've got so much more to figure out. There's so much more I need to explore. That's the growth mindset, yeah. man. And I think, you know, that's, that's, that's something that actually really fascinates me. Mm. Which is the way some people have that approach. And other people just restrict themselves to what they can see. Mm. Their, 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 their perceptions of their future selves right their future projections yeah are constrained sometimes by their current circumstances and this is not stuff that i'm just formulating myself a yeah. lot of you listen to the tom billews of the world and tony robbins they're saying all of this stuff and i'm thinking this makes a lot of sense mm. so what you're describing is the att- these are the attributes of an individual that has a growth mindset. Mm. So I wonder, is this something like, are you conscious of the growth mindset? Or is it something that you're living and perhaps never articulated it per se mm. as the growth mindset? But this is just, oh, well, this is the approach that I've had, my attitude. Yeah. This is definitely my <coughs> first time hearing it being called this. Hmm. I just... I don't. I don't think I was conscious of it. Like mm. I, was, I was self-conscious in knowing that I needed to sustain something that could have possibly, or should I say, 
I needed to compress something or keep it preserved, something that could have or could possibly still flourish into being a person that I never was before. You get me? Hmm. Like, in this journey of music or in the industry, where I'm just exposed to people who know who they are, know where they're going, but love to flaunt it so much. Hmm. Like, Hmm. they want the whole world to know that this is who I am. I'm just kind of like, it just doesn't appeal to me. That, 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 that that's very interesting right so tell me honestly mm. how do you how do you mediate between your value system and this value system that's like espoused by the industry how do you because you're essentially right this is a case of well i believe abc mm. but i have to operate in this realm where people believe da 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 yeah. that is like in direct conflict on some level to how I see things but these are my peers or this is the industry mm. or you know these are these are the belief systems that I have to come in contact with yeah. as part of my journey how do you how do you reconcile that or it's not even the best way to ask it how do you make sense of that mm. I don't feel like I don't feel like it's something that has been challenged to the extent where I have to like gather my thoughts and keep myself in line it's more of a personal battle like no one in my circle no one in my psyche no one in my atmosphere has brought me so much has brought me enough pressure on myself to be this super braggadocious person no one's ever mm. kind of forced me or like right so there's no, it, it's it's more this is these are more like in, implicit attitudes mm. it's, it's almost like i'm sometimes i look at my life and i try to see the future Mm-hmm. But like the most negative way it could go and then try to avoid it. So <laughs> that's 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 <laughs> man, that's so powerful. You know, listen, listen, that's very powerful. I'll tell you why it's so powerful. There is um one of in my opinion, one of the greatest thinkers mm. of this era. He's he's a guy named Jordan Peterson. He's a clinical psychologist and author. But he advocates advocates this idea of take stock of your life like show up which mm. is which is something that i've adopted yeah right and this is not to say by the way that there aren't systemic inequities and you know groups of people who are marginalized yeah i mean we know about marginalized communities mm. right but he his thing is no let's see the world for what it is no what has happened to you isn't great in fact it's shit right mm. <laughs> It sucks. You don't deserve it. Yeah. But it happens, right? Not saying it's okay. But if you know it happens, what are you going to do with that knowledge? Mm. How are you going to take stock of your life? How are you going to show up? So he, he has this idea. He presents this idea of take your life as it is right now, as it's happening right now, with all the things and all the suffering that you're experiencing um, if you, and all the habits that you, you currently have. If you continue manifesting that as you are now, Game it out over the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Where is your life going to go? Mm. And then what if you adopted new habits and changed certain attitudes yeah. and became and took responsibility and you decided to play and show up? What would that look like? And it, so his, his thing is to try and get you to look at two conflicting, yeah. like possible, like yeah. potential trajectories yeah. to spark that, 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 that action. And he's like, this guy gets vilified. 
and and his words get misre his work gets misrepresented and he's painted as this uh alt-right radical yeah and i'm just thinking this is insane (laughs) that's so crazy this is insane that is so i don't know i feel like maybe people are just what can i say people just don't care enough or maybe they just don't it's procrastination really i put it down to procrastination a lot some people Mm. know what they need to do they just can't get themselves to do it or some people just don't recognize that they need to change things they need to preserve certain things i don't know why do you think why do you think people because by the way guys right now we're just having a philosophical discussion right Mm. this is not a case of saying well this is how things are for certain but we're just playing with ideas right because that's how you that's how you grow and learn things and gain perspective Mm. like i believe in like engaging in like you know thought projects mm. just for the sake of trying something else on yeah, yeah you know let's play with this thought and see you know what what might it look like yeah, you yeah. know so that's kind of where we're coming from with this right why do you think you know so now the reason i said that is just to give us philosophical license mm. <laughs> so now we have philosophical license yeah you know just so no one is saying who do these guys think they are and then you know they they have no authority to listen, <laughs> listen this is just like what two guys can have a conversation yeah. and like just like share their thoughts Literally. let's let's just think right so back to the action dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 why do you think if you were to just if you were to hypothesize why do you think some people procrastinate like so that that you 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 use the phrase sorry you use the word there procrastinate mm. why do people procrastinate in your in your opinion and like we're talking about procrastination in this dimension whereby it's like you know what you need to do for yourself or you yeah. know what you could do for yourself yeah. but you're not doing it mm. that one's a hard one to answer because it's me who's being asked the question because i catch myself procrastinating Heavy, hmm. heavy. But 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 I don't think anybody's immune to it yeah, by any by do. any means. It's it's weird because I think it's it's a split of passion, like or maybe just like a an uneven passion scale because or ambition or motivation. I don't know what it is because when it comes to what I really want to do, which is music or mm-hmm. just like what I do mm-hmm. I'm so in there like a hundred percent if mm. I need to wake up early mm-hmm. I wake mm-hmm. up early mm-hmm. if I need to be prepared three weeks in advance mm-hmm. I'll be prepared a hundred percent when it comes to everyday life now mm. like going to the gym or mm-hmm. just being healthy or giving putting time into your family or mm. your friends mm. a lot of procrastination mm. I don't know like no I think I think I think that's I think that's interesting because like very often you do see people who are giving putting that like that level of like intensity Mm. required for success you see them deploy that into their professional their professional ambition right people a lot of people go hard for their career you know they really like they invest the time in their career right but at the expense of so many other things you know you know one thing you know one thing that's really um I guess very like disheartening for me if I were to use that that word um, is that a lot of people people who may be high achievers in like their 
professional life, yeah. you know, would, would, you know, consider themselves to be high achievers. A lot of them do not, they're not conscious of how other people experience them. Oh. And that just blows my mind. It's like you're walking in this world amongst, it's like a shared existence of sorts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're going to come in contact with, with different people. And you're not gonna you're not even gonna be cognizant of how you come across or the energy that that you're con- contributing. Mm. That's scary yeah, it's to a me. Huge level of selfishness. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you overcome that? How can you tell somebody that they care about themselves too much? Hmm. That's a good question because I mean the, what, what would the natural reaction be in that situation? You would get very defensive. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, even if you were a self-absorbed person, yeah. you would, that would just be your instinctive um, reaction. Say kind of, you know, yeah. protect yourself. Yeah. Pr- preserve the ego, right? But there are so many people, I feel like, are just... And f- for some people, and you may, you, may, you may agree with this, or maybe even not, but for some people, you can just, you just look at them and you can just see it's as if they're walking in this utopian bubble yeah, where yeah. everything starts and stops with me and i don't give a shit who you are you know yeah. i don't care if i come across as an asshole you know you know it's me and i'm going to get mine today mm. now i think that is that is the danger of being too highly individualistic so some people might listen to, to this and be like, oh, well, you're just advocating for a very individualistic solution to problems. No, what I'm saying, my, my, my position are actually, and look, if you have something to contribute that you think I'm not considering now, please bring it up to me because it's all about learning and growing. Oh. But my thing is, I'm not, my, I'm advocating for just, and, and, and the same as say someone like Jordan Peterson, is just take your responsibility don't deflect what you know you could do in this world. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's not just about you. Be aware of how you make other people feel. Mm. Because if you're aware about how you make other people feel, you know, you're more, you're, 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 you're hopefully, hopefully acting in a more deliberate way that is, uh, that is in line with how you would like people to experience you. Mm. So I'm not advocating for just become this like hyper-individualistic being. But it's like, take, my, my position on this is take responsibility in order that you may be a positive influence mm. and be able to have a positive impact on the people you come in contact with. Yeah. Because if you just show up just a little bit, right? When you come in contact with people, people can feel that stuff. Mm. Energy. And, and they want to show up then. And then the next person shows up. The world is, will literally be better off Mm. By you doing that mm. versus if you didn't. Yeah. That's that's the thing though, like that's the part that people don't know. <laughs> or just disregard the mm. responsibility but no one wants to take it. I think that's just just down to how self absorbed you are. But like in retrospect people could argue that I'm not being selfish, I'm doing everything because of my family or my daughter or whatever like or whatever the case. Which to them doesn't look selfish then. Hmm. But then it almost... That would then get me thinking of like... 
what does it mean for, for, for somebody to say, I'm doing this for my wife, or I'm doing this for my family, or my brother, or I'm doing this for my mankind, but do they know that? Mm. Or is this some narrative you've conjured up in yeah, your own yeah. mind because it, 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 it rationalizes all yeah, your behavior yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah I'm, I you know I, I don't spend time at home I, I barely see my wife and kids but I'm doing this for them yeah all, all these word trips the you know so like is this feeling of responsibility uh-huh. <laughs> you know this maybe pseudo responsibility or or like self um <clears throat> what's the word self absorbed well you self-proclaimed yeah okay. responsibility like this is i'm doing this for them yeah right is this in line with the reality on ground for them yeah like is there alignment or is this a story that's just happening in your own in your own head most mo- i feel like most of the times that is it like you just hit it like they try to justify their selfishness by including all the people that they have in mind when they're in their in their journey Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like all right this is what i want to do no one's gonna stop me Mm -hmm. and someone comes and it's like yo like why are you forgetting these people why are you neglecting these people no i'm doing it for them like right right right. just to make it seem like oh yeah yeah, i'm here because of them yeah that's def like they don't know that they're unaware of that it's crazy. They don't know what what your what your goals are. Yeah, <laughs> they think you're selfish. Mm. You think you're selfless. They think you're selfish. It's oh, such dad, a dad only thinks about himself. Yeah, and dad is like, "Oh, I'm doing this for them." Mm. <sighs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But here's the thing, right? Being able to establish that like commonality or like mutual understanding of, you know. The, the 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 content of the relationship mm. it entails very deliberate communicating communication mm. it's very deliberate you know what i mean you have to really be like well here's what we're doing here's here's where we stand here's how i feel i i, I love you jane you're my daughter and i love you and this is everything i'm doing is for you yeah. it's like oh dad you know brilliant you know, I'm glad that you're saying this because sometimes it seems like you don't care about, oh no, I do care. You know, like very yeah. deliberate and maybe even uncomfortable uh. communication. Yeah. But it can't, it, it can't just stay at, this is why I'm here and this is why I'm there and not here. You have to, in any relationship, whether you're doing something wholeheartedly for someone, if you're not present with them, hmm. all of that is meaningless. Having all that money and resources is mm. meaningless mm. when you're actually your being isn't here with them. Because nothing can feel you like, like just nothing. the presence of another, like mm. being. You know, and without sounding like woo woo, but yeah. like, but you know, seriously speaking. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so I suppose for me, I I would think, and like I said before, if there's something I'm not considering. I love to hear, guys. Look, send me, message me on Instagram or um, email me, info at thinkarootalks.com. I want to hear from you. Gee, <clears throat> um, yeah, I almost lost my train of thought there. <laughs> so, um, basically, <clears throat> I think the communication opens up the avenue for you to then be present going forward. 
You know what I mean? It's like, okay, if we can have an honest, yeah. vulnerable conversation, right? Where we just say things as they are, yeah. then we know where we are. And then perhaps that, that can create the conditions mm. for one to become more present. Yeah. All of this is great, but if nobody's ever, nobody ever becomes aware of where they are in their own world, can never have these conversations. Oh, oh, absolutely! Like self <clears throat> self awareness is a starting point. Yeah, right. Because I mean, if you don't even understand, if you don't under- understand yourself, and then some might argue, how well do you really understand yourself? Mm-hmm. How well could one ever understand themselves? Mm-hmm. But you need, to, I think, I think that's not good enough. You 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 can have a certain understanding mm-hmm. that is based on more based more on information than guesswork. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, you should have some insight about your persona. Yeah. Right? Just from other people's word on you. I mean, just, I mean, for, for the fact that you've been living this life. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, I mean, let's, if you were to meet somebody tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, let's say, I don't know, you were on the train and you got talking to this stranger on the train um, and you guys decided to keep you know, keep in touch, keep in contact. And, you know, you met up again as friends and coffee. And let's say you did this continuously for like a year, maybe Mm. even six months, maybe two years. You would essentially start to understand how this person behaves or at least their behavior relative to your own dynamic with them, Mm. right? Mm. And you would generally understand how to gain influence with this person, Mm. right? Yeah. But that's been, you've been on your journey for however many years. Like yeah. you should know yourself to a certain extent. This is just this is this is this is my thinking. Mm. I think it's too easy to not not take not keep record mm. of yourself at all. Not not yeah. Not have any sort of yeah. I, I accountability. Should, I, don't, I don't think maybe it's not a case where they're not not aware. Like, they're fully aware of who they are. They just make excuses for it. They always just kind of want to justify the position they are in life all the time. Hmm. That, 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 okay, that's an interesting thing. So, the argument then could be that self-awareness mm. is there whether... Like, because the self yeah. is like there you whether, know, you, whether, like, you agree, whether you acknowledge it or not. A hun- like, hmm. people know who they are deep down. Like hmm. when when closed, all doors are closed. You, it's just you and yourself. You know who you are. You know what you're doing. Hmm. You know how you can almost make out how people are feeling around you, even hmm. if they don't see. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just a matter of like whether you care enough to change. Right, because I mean, the the the, the change now that requires actual hard work. Yeah, that's like, that's where people. Just it requires discipline, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, oh, now you actually have to change this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can't ignore it anymore. Like, That's you know, part. that's the part. It makes you know people run mm. all the time. You know, another thing I was thinking. You know, this is just like a, I was just playing with this thought in my head. I was speaking with my friend Stephen, um, a very very interesting guy. Mm. We have these very philosophical conversations, and some of his his, his ideas are very interesting. We were talking about like, do you think that just as a fun thing to think of, do you think that it's almost like a conspiracy 
between people to collectively ignore the self mm. because misery loves company mm. and yeah maybe I'm ignoring the self but so is he and so is she and we're all ignoring the self together yeah we're all on this path to you know denial mm. together there was I came across a video recently where someone was saying this idea of people needing people is a very sort of new age idea because back in primitive times they had to because of their surroundings because of their situation they kind of were always by themselves because they had to be agile they had to catch their food they had to like hunt or stay alive wherever they were whereas now we have we have everything we have like our buildings that sort of like keep us enclosed mm. from this outside world or whatever like the forests and the woods and stuff like we can keep in our own thing we have technology now we have everything that we need now it's like a shift in what society is where it used to just be one one on one just you and the world hmm. now it's like we have the world now it's us we need to yeah come hmm. back into us now and we're struggling with that because we don't we don't know how to divorce yeah, ourselves yeah, from <laughs> from this body politic mm. but then there's also the there's also the argument that made by Thomas Hobbes, John Locke, mm. Jean-Jacques Rousseau that we yes we were born into this like state of nature yeah and this state state of nature especially Hobbes was like it was lonely and and and, and you know chaotic yeah. and you know short and brutish mm. and um so in order to protect ourselves from this inherently chaotic natural state we have to create the social contract which forms the basis of the state so we have to come together to create a social contract mm. to mitigate the unwanted elements of nature wow that the social contract elevates us from the unsavory elements of nature mm. So that's why we create the the state and you can think back to like um african traditions of, of like and values of like communitarian behavior mm. because the individual is stronger as part of a group than they they could ever be on their own but then i think it would be interesting to think well how can we start to harness the power of community mm. right while also harnessing singularity. Mm. Like, is that like, would that be a perfect equilibrium mm. whereby we all take responsibility? So I take responsibility for me and you take responsibility for you. Mm. And together, we are two people who have taken responsibility and we have more power mm. together. What if there were five of us yeah. or 10 of us? Who could, who could vest power into this group? This, this collective association but wow. still manifest your singularity mm. you could also say well well, isn't that what the state is the state is like a collection a collective of different people and you can still be individual like okay yeah, I mean I can see that link I mean it makes sense yeah. right I mean especially just from like a structural standpoint but I think that's the thing I think we need to harness like 
I fear that people are becoming so self-absorbed and so um, just not wanting to take responsibility and so so just in their own heads mm. that they're not even thinking of the power of community mm. anymore. Not consciously. Mm. And I look, like I said, this, these are just thoughts, but I mean, there, there, there are certainly things that I'm seeing that, that are leading me to say this. Mm. Like, you're so selfish, the community is outside yourself. Mm. Mm. That is an angle. Hmm. That is an angle. So you think that people just neglect community? I mean, but are aware, are we aware, aware of it? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe on some level, it's like you could think of it as like a state of oblivion, hmm. where I'm just too individualistic but in, individualistic in like the in, in the sense that we discussed earlier mm. you know the kind of selfish individualism yeah you know the negative individualism let's call it negative individualism just from this point out oh. there, there, there's probably like a philosophical term for it or yeah. a sociological term but i don't know it I mean, yeah. well that's this theory whatever <laughs> um, so you know maybe maybe there is that element of things where people are so engulfed in themselves mm. that that's the thing they're not thinking of how their neighbor is doing per se yeah right and then on the other hand it could be that they do know and they don't care oh. what like i don't I think, I it's, think it's hard to it's hard to knows. conceptualize it yeah i i personally believe that everyone knows they just don't care they just don't care but isn't that isn't that very grim though to conclude that people just don't care what other like I always fail to see another conclusion hmm like what what other option is there you think that people don't know maybe it's a combination of both hmm like maybe on some level they're oblivious and then on some other level they just can't be bothered. And we're also in this age now of like the age of the self, yeah. self-image on yeah. social media and how I look. iPhone. You know? Yeah. And how, how I present my on- online profile. Divorced as it may be from my actual reality but, but hey, that's what it looks like online. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Man like we've created a world where we're supposed to we've created a world that has made us move backwards as a human being hmm. it's like hmm. so much information but we're still kind of hmm. that, that's, counter-progressive it's, it's, a, it's a paradox hmm. because we've moved like technology is great has yeah. been great like this is the best time hmm. it, it, it has been for human beings period in yeah. terms of what is available Definitely. right but then the question is, are we, as a collective, are we utilizing this opportunity as best we could? Mm. You know, by yeah. becoming, by taking a little more responsibility, could, yeah. we harness, could we harness the positive developments more than we are now? 
we've definitely picked out a lot of the negatives from the big positive that that, that that's the thing right yeah. so it's like how do you redirect that attention that's a good question <laughs> that's appreciate good question. it <laughs> <laughs> how do we redirect it Everything starts from self. This whole conversation. There we go. <laughs> so we're back. We're 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 back to the self. Yeah, literally. That's where that's where everything mm. starts and ends, really. And there are many connotations of this self. Yeah. Right. But, so crazy. But there is definitely, like, a responsibility. For instance, I think, you know, I think back to all those Nigerians, all those individuals that I came across in Nigeria at one point or the other, mm. whether directly or indirectly, who, who will never have the opportunity to leave the country, mm. who have had nothing but substandard education, who live in, you know, horrible, they're, they're, they're in horrible living conditions. You know, the electricity is cut out every, every few minutes. Mm. You know, sometimes, you know, for days on end, right? People who felt like, who could never really actualize themselves. Mm. Not because these individuals were not vessels of potential, but because they just were not in the right conditions mm. by no fault of their own, right? This is just the situation they were born into. Yeah. And then here I am, the opportunity to live in the West the opportunity to expose myself to, to, to all this information, the opportunity to learn from other people. And that's really, I, I've said it on a few other episodes, and that's really what this is about right now, mm. is I just want to learn. Like, I don't care about, I, I, I'm not interested in people saying, oh, this guy, oh, this guy is so right, or he's so intelligent, or so, yeah. I'm not interested. I'm just interested in how can I optimize learning Oh. I don't. I know nothing. I want to learn more yeah. because I like this is. A, it's a privilege to be able to 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 find yourself in an environment where you can actualize yourself. Yeah, definitely. And for those people who will never get this opportunity, don't be disrespectful. I can't. That's where I think to myself. Yeah. Like, you cannot be disrespectful. You you can't. Be so selfish uh. as to not recognize the privilege around you. To not use or at least seek out information. Yeah. To seek knowledge. To try and learn. That would be selfish. Mm. That's difficult because it's almost like asking someone to apologize for being in a better situation than others. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. <coughs> No, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not trying to, I'm not, advo I'm not advocating for, like, apologies. Mm. And I, I don't even, hmm, when I say this, I'm not even thinking you should, like, beat yourself up and be like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I don't deserve to have all this. Yeah. No, I, in fact, that's, that's certainly what you should not be doing. Mm. My thing is just, just a little bit of perspective. Mm. I mean, it's easy to, you know succumb to negativity bias to see all the things that are wrong yeah but what about the things that are right mm. like and that doesn't mean that the things that are wrong don't exist i'm not trying to make light of these things mm. 
right? There are things that are horrible. But what about the things that are good, though? And that doesn't mean, I mean, that in no way means that people should have to, like, apologize or justify mm. their privilege. But I, mean, I, I, I think it's identification. Mm. Not an apology. Just identify some of the things that you do have. Why are we always focused on scarcity? Okay, that so which we don't have. Why, why, like, why, why do we always tend to focus on, the, you know, the, 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 the resources that we don't have? Yeah. Only if I only had this, or if I could only do this, if I only was this. Oh, so but what about what, what like you do have? Appreciation standpoint. Like gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude. That's another buzzword. You see, this is interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we went because, you know, I, I don't want to say things and then some people don't understand fully yeah. where I'm coming from. Yeah. But this is why these conversations need to happen. Yeah. Really gratitude mm. that's that's one thing we struggle with for sure i i definitely did mm. like appreciating everything you have like we keep searching for more and keep running for more and moving fast and not realizing that where we're at right now is the only reason why we're gonna get to where we're going like the people you have around you the lessons you've learned the downfalls, the ups, mm. everything, mm. every situation is the only reason why you're in your situation now and mm. why you're going to be in the next situation. Mm. It's appreciation. 100%. And I think this goes back to the growth mindset. Mm. You know, the people who are of the growth mindset, they see everything as a learning opportunity. Everything that they've experienced. Like, okay, what can I learn from this? What have I? What did I learn there? Oh, I learned not to do this there. Or oh, I learned, you know, in that experience that I didn't like this. Or I don't like people who do things like that. People who behave like this make me feel this way. So I won't surround myself with those people. When I do this, it makes me feel good. Or when, you know what I mean? Or yeah. that's something that I shouldn't do anymore because it's having a detrimental effect on me. Okay, so I know I won't do things like this going forward. Like, it, it's like, it, it, it's one big... Um, picture that keeps unraveling yeah you know yeah and, and i think like for me that's 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 very that's a very appealing way like some might say well that's very like constructionist <laughs> um but let's say it was right mm. say this is all a load of bs right but man it feels good though it feels better mm. than the narrative of doom and gloom and everything we don't have, mm. and all the inadequacies, everything that we're not and never could be. Yeah, I don't want to identify with that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Maybe that's what's keeping a lot of that's people. That's scary. Out. Yeah, <laughs> very, very. Even just speaking about it, I'm getting the chills. <laughs> Some people live in that mindset. Yeah, like let's point everything out that is wrong. Mm. I mean. Okay, look, because it's not look, bad to identify. That, that's yeah. the thing, right? I'm all for like, I believe reductionism can serve a purpose, or like, it's the idea that okay, well, let's let's see, you know, where we are with things at the moment. Uh -huh. What is the current system? Let's identify. Let's break it down. Like this is the way things are. We don't like it. Uh -huh. I think that's step one. And step two is now let's do something about it. Yeah. 
Because as I was saying the other day, it's like watching a football match, right? And you don't like the way one team is defending or you don't like the way the, you know, the striker is playing or he's too, too deep and you're, you know, you're, you're shouting from the sidelines, hey, hey man, get in position, get in position. It's like, dude, you're not even in the game. <laughs> like, you're not in the, like, yeah. I mean, scream, it might make you feel good, mm. but you're not in the game. If you were in the game, you could take the ball. You could run to the right position. Yeah. Like, guys, this is, this is how you do this. Mm. And some might say, well, that's a very, that's an oversimplification. That's, that's what that is. You're <laughs> oversimplifying the problem. Like, hmm. May, may, maybe am I, but may, maybe I am, but I mean. Why would you need to overcomplicate it? Though? Exactly. Like, <laughs> Why does it ever need to be complicated? Right. Like, let's just, you know, put one layer on top of another layer, on top of another layer, mm. and just be shrouded in noise. Yeah. If you can identify the situation as simple as possible, then it should be not simple to fix, but it's. It's laid out there right for you. You don't have to go too far to find more. You don't have to keep searching. That's that's just what it is. It's hmm. just what it is. Like you said, like we're we we're not in the football game. But we can shout. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to shout. Yeah. But now when you're in the game, you have to now be the person that you were that you were when you were shouting. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think I think that is like moving from a position of disempowerment mm. to a position of agency, mm. you know, and, and, and ability to impact. Yeah, you know. So uh, I was speaking with, a, with one of my with, with a good friend of mine, Stephen. Actually, same guy. Um, uh, interesting thinker. He says, um, you know, we always say these corporations are bad. And look, I'm not saying that they're good. Yeah. Like I mean. That, look, we can get into, we can have that conversation about like the perversion of, you know, capital. If you don't want to say, we can talk about yeah. that. I'm not saying this shit doesn't exist. There yeah. aren't things that are happening that are unsavory. But these same corporations mm. provide or serve as a source of livelihood for so many families. Definitely. They do. So, I mean, it's easy to say that it's easy to be absolutist. Like, this is completely bad or this is completely good. But, I mean, how do you stay balanced? Mm. Right? Or, like, I, I wonder if you were, if you were someone who felt like, you know, minorities weren't given a fair shake in big, big organizations when they apply for jobs, if you felt there wasn't a lot of diversity and things yeah. like that. And it's something that really pained you, mm. right? And well, you can complain about it, which I mean is valid. Mm. I know why. I understand why you're complaining. It hurts, right? It's emotional. But what if you owned your own company mm. and you could directly influence the culture? That's what people aren't thinking about. But I think that's like we need to change. I, I that would be the way that I see yeah. see this these sorts of issues. Like, okay, I don't, you know, I, I, okay, one thing, I, I, I'm very against like 
toxic masculinity mm. or like i find that with a lot of men they feel as though they can't have like a vulnerable conversation mm. because in some way that would question their mm. understanding of themselves as a man yeah right or i see the way they 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 treat their intimate partners right they they are influenced by like external understandings of how a man should behave in yeah. a relationship or whatever and i said to myself you know i, I hate that shit mm. right but then in my relationship oh I, no I, i i try to be very deliberate oh. you know i try to really you know if we have a problem let's talk about it yeah. what's going on you know why did this happen yesterday let's yeah. let's look into it like what what went wrong there you know what what did you need from me that i couldn't give you or here's what i needed that you weren't giving me in that moment mm. and that's you know mm. that for me is taking action mm. being the change that you want to see mm. as opposed to like projecting it on as this mission that is you know it's so big that it's made for someone else yeah that's what it is man i feel like i i i still i still look at this as a on just on a surface level mm. because going any deeper is personal for and for a specific person it's just too it's so it's too broad to call it for everybody i think oh yeah absolutely and i would never hmm mm. oh absolutely but i feel like this is by no means like this is not me saying yeah this is how human nah. beings are yeah, yeah, these yeah. are just like concepts yeah But you could like also argue thoughts. that there is a general way of looking at it like the collective unconscious yeah just knowing that there's identifying a problem and now solving a problem like you know that that's a that's a universal knowledge there has to be some objective truth mm. definitely there has that to be is, some objective that's truth it, that's it that we can get on beyond that we can that we can access mm. beyond relativism what is that i just i think there are certain universal or universally understood notions mm. of 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 good and bad i think mm. i mean there's certain there's just just certain unspoken conventions yeah is that on a level of morals now perhaps could be Mm. But how do you how do you decipher that when there's different perspectives now? As in like people know stealing is bad, but what if you're in a situation where you all you can do is steal? Well, what if you're in a situation where all you can do is steal? That's a good that's a good question. And then but you know, what if you're not Like what if you're not in a position where you have to steal? You don't have to steal. Mm. You could. You don't have to. I'm coming from you like You know that by doing so on some level you know that there is something very like inherently chaotic about stealing this right now. Mm. Just on it. It goes against the social contract. On the protection extreme, of individual on property. On an extreme level, let's say <clears throat> a person 
went through the general system, got a job, lost it, got a job, lost it, now can't get a job, stole, was living on the streets or whatever, stole, went to jail, now has a criminal record, came out and they're in the lowest point of their life and they have a child. Mm-hmm. Now they have to feed their child. They can't, the, the system now won't let them. Right, right. Okay, so this is interesting. So now we're talking about like systemic systemic inequities, mm. right? And I'm, in, I'm, I'm by no means trying to make light of situations like that. Mm. I mean, quite frankly, I don't have the answer to that. Yeah. Right? It, this is by no means to... I mean, I started this off by saying there are people who can't change their circumstances. Mm. You know, some people are trapped in a vicious cycle. And to those people, I mean, I cannot in good conscience say that I have the answer. Like, I mean, maybe I, maybe as I learn more, I'll have more to say on that. Mm. But I'm generally referring to the people who actually could empower themselves, mm. but for whatever reason, have convinced themselves that they can't. Mm. People who actually have the avenue and opportunity for self-direction and agency and self-actualization. Mm. Those people who are living in the West and are, um, or are, are in, are positioned, mm. you know, well enough to be able to empower themselves. Like, I, I want to make one thing really clear. I'm by no means making light of the reality, the very harsh and destructive and overwhelming reality that a lot of people mm. are faced with. I'm by no means trying to dismiss your struggle or your hardship. But I'm speaking to that individual who knows they could do more for themselves. They know they could do more. But they just just can't bring themselves to do it. They know. How does one break that? Hmm. Can't give a universal response. What, what you... I would think would be the only way to break that feeling or to come out of that is to, is to act. Mm. To take some sort of action. It doesn't have to be grandiose yeah. or massive. Like Brendan Bouchard says, um, you know, you build self-esteem by, by doing things that you said that you would do. Like, he, this is me paraphrasing Brendan Bouchard or like quoting him. He says like, today I'm going to take a shower. Like, I'm going to take a shower at 9 a.m. when I wake up. And I'm going to brush my teeth twice today. You know. Mm. Today I'm going to text my mother to tell her I love her. Today. Today I'm going to smile at a stranger. And then go out and actually do it. That's the thing. So he, he, his, his thing is, that's how you build self-esteem. Self-esteem comes from having a certain level of respect for yourself mm. and you develop that respect for yourself by 
staying true to the promises that you make yourself. Because if you can't stay true to the promises that you make yourself, then you can't promise anything wow. to anyone else. Wow. So that would be my my answer. I would answer through the, you know, the the, the thought process mm-hmm. of Brendan Burchard. That hit me. That was <laughs> that was speaking to me. <laughs> that was speaking to me. That's powerful. Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's been this has been intense. We haven't like. Here we are. I mean, we've been speaking for nearly an hour. Mm. We haven't even, we haven't even gotten into like the, <laughs> the intricacies, the idiosyncrasies of your musical journey or your yeah. entertainment <laughs> journey, your performance That's journey. It. But I suppose you've spoken about that in other places. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we can like link that link to that stuff. <laughs> this is like, this is like, the conversation before the actual interview. Mm, right. <laughs> or the podcast. Yeah. Except we're stupid enough to actually put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually like it's it's the level of like like exposure to scrutiny. Mm. And like because you know that no matter what you say, people can misrepresent mm. your your intention. Yeah. People definitely. can spin anything around. Definitely. Right? They can paint you in any light, really. Mm. You can't please people. So that would never be a reason to do something. Mm. But I'd be lying if I said there wasn't like this like mild fear of you know being ripped to shreds mm. when my intention is just to learn yeah do you know what i mean like that's yeah. my intention not to be to come across as cool or yeah. like it's just to learn mm. and there's like an element of like just that fear that your your intentions could be just completely misrepresented that being said they say courage is not the absence of fear Courage is the ability to take action in spite of fear. Mm. So, wow. this is all going out. And I'm going to keep revising my views. Uh. Episode after episode. I revise and revise and revise. I'm not going to hide yeah. myself. And wow. that's, just, that's just what it is. Yeah, that's cool, man. It's just what it is. <laughs> that's dope. No, not everyone's doing that. Well, I don't even know anyone who's doing that. Hmm. I'm sure people are doing it. I mean, there are people like, it's, I just think that there is, I believe there is room for, the more the merits of you. Oh, 100%, that's that's, that's what what I mean, right? There's room for (coughs) people to just manifest themselves. Yeah. And and, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in this like negative competition whereby I have to do better than you to, you, or you know you have to do badly while I do yeah, go- so, yeah. and I think I think do such a that's well. it, kind of looking at things from like scarcity you know, yeah. that mindset of scarcity <laughs> it's like surely if you're a self-actualized person mm. and I'm a self-actualized person and when we come in contact when our lives cross paths mm. surely that's a more powerful experience than if you know I were like you know actualized and you were down in dumps yeah what a deficient experience compared to what it could be yeah certainly certainly hmm anyway <laughs> it's interesting because like we can keep going on but then where, where, where does it end mm. you know we can like, i've said this on almost every other episode we can do a part two we should do a part two i think with, with everyone i've spoken to it's like on the assumption that there will be a part two yeah because all the conversations have gone that way and um, just a few questions actually before we wrap up, mm. right? Um, 
based on your own journey so far what is one thing that you know to be real and to be real in the sense that well this is one thing that i can say is true based on my journey or something that i've seen mm. that i can speak to as it at, at the very minimum as it pertains to my own journey what is that mm. just one thing and is this like just in music or it can be anything you want one thing i know to be real hmm god interesting hmm. <laughs> i guess i should elaborate i i yeah. <laughs> yeah, i was going to let you off like that um all right so if we start from the beginning like most African African kids mm-hmm. it's just you were brought up in knowing who God is or just going to church or mm. reading your bible mm. or praying mm. until you get to a certain age where it's like all right now I'm going to start questioning all this like why are we doing this why am I mm. going to church all the time I actually don't want to go to church or I'm mm. tired blah blah, blah. Mm. and I went through that until I got to a stage where it was like I'm going to give this a proper like I'm going to really try to see why my parents were forcing me to do this, why they do it. Hmm. Then you start like looking into it yourself, start reading the Bible for yourself, start praying and you start it starts really manifesting in your life certain things that you believe would never have happened unless you knew who God was or unless you hmm. interacted with God. For me it wasn't anything big, it wasn't like like I nearly died or anything it was just like just seeing where my life could have went hmm i feel like literally god is the only reason why i'm still here why i'm on this path why i have the gifts i have why i talk the way i talk why hmm. i am who i am why i know the people i know it's literally all god and most of the times it's because i've put it on him when i when i was i don't know 13 Fourteen. Mm-hmm. I was just like the most introverted person in the world. I had friends and stuff, but mm. I was always just super introverted. And I had friends who were doing things that I knew I shouldn't have been doing. I mm-hmm. knew I shouldn't have been around. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so as I was getting closer to God, I remember asking for like the right friends. And this was because my parents were like, "Oh, you just don't have the right friends." Probably. and like a year or two later i became friends with people who've cultivated me hmm. in so many ways that i'm like this this had to be god for me this had to be god hmm. and not just in those situations like my relationship with my girlfriend mm-hmm. the reason why it sustained for this long mm-hmm. it was just god like my relationship with my family Hmm. everything i just feel like and this is just me personally i just yeah, feel like yeah as i said it, it's your something real to you god's yeah. hand has been in my life hmm. for as long like i never have to like i started music with certain people like certain people are way ahead of me i'm in a certain position that certain people are below below me or whatever the case but my whole journey has just been maneuvered by god like the way i've interacted with certain people that I hmm. have no business interacting with but hmm. 
God put me in a position to be around those people, to mm. be seen by certain people, to go to certain places. Mm. So that's why in my whole journey, my whole being, that's the one thing. That that's <clears throat> that's powerful on a few different levels. But I think one thing one thing that like for me, I think is that I'm starting to revisit the value systems mm. in in espoused by religion divorced from the institution mm. like what are the values that are in circulation whether it's Christianity Buddhism Islam what are the values like never mind um, if you want to call it like the doctrine mm. in its entirety but like what are, what are the fundamentals of, of this of this what are the fundamentals of this like if you want to call it belief system. So it's something that I find very interesting. And um, I think it was, you know, there are two accounts of the creation story, right? So I, I don't know, I don't have the technical terminology, but there's the one account that goes by, you know, on the first day God made this and that. And, and then there's the second account that details how, you know, Eve ate, ate of the, Ate, ate, ate the forbidden fruit and gave to Adam yeah. but like um, in that account um, <laughs> it, it's, record, it's reported that the serpent said to Eve something along the lines of and I'm no expert but something that's striking uh, read it in a, in a book that I'm currently reading called 12 Rules for Life and um, the serpent basically says um, eat I'm paraphrasing now but eat of this fruit, then ye shall be as gods and oh. know good and evil. Oh. So it's the power, the ability to know good and evil, yeah. to be able to to see chaos and order, oh. to be able to show up oh. or not show up, be able to actually create the conditions for something powerful to happen something like favorable some call it luck mm. but you'll hear people like Denzel Washington or Conor McGregor or whoever say you know you create your own luck and it may like go over your head as like a cliche oh yeah you create your own luck whatever but like it, it, could it be like modified to say you you create the conditions that are conducive for luck mm. and I mean so I'm, I'm you're talking <coughs> about God in your life mm. and it resonates with me because I can identify with that feeling of connecting with something that is beyond your current reality mm. beyond your physical limitations just yeah whether it's a mindset or however you want to conceive of it, yeah. but just that frequency mm. that, 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 that fills you with the, the, the grit you need or, you know, the fuel mm. that you need to mm. push on even when it's like tough or, you know, being able to connect with, as Brendan Bouchard says, become something greater than yourself. Mm. That's a... That is an interesting way of looking at it. I think 
first of all, what I have to make known is that I don't, my belief in God is not one that can be put in the umbrella of religion. Right. Okay, so it's more, for you, it's, it's more expansive. Yeah, it's more of a... Holistic. I mean, if that even, you know, it's... Yeah, it's like it. it is just my lifestyle it's a lifestyle right. and that's not that's not me saying that like I'm the most holiest person no, or like I'm the I, most perfect person I get it like, I, I get what, what where you're coming yeah. from like, you know because it resonates with me so much yeah that's what I'm saying so like you can interpret it however you can say it's a higher frequency yeah. you can say it's your spirit like there is there is there's something powerful mm. that we have the I'm not speaking from a religious standpoint at mm. all there's something powerful that we have the ability or the capacity to access. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. You know. The spirit world exists. The, the, I mean, to be able to make manifest. So to say, mm. like, you know, I want to be an entertainer and to be able to take actionable steps to, yeah. to create that reality. I feel like there's like something powerful in that. The belief, though, goes a step further because I feel like people can do that without believing anything just because words are powerful like you can literally make something out of nothing and that's not necessarily because you had God on your side or you didn't have God on your side you just did what you needed to do to make your real your dreams be a reality but then it, it, it then it, then it you know you could one could ask well how do you characterize your dreams like what 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 are your dreams like did you truly manifest them mm. or did you were you mer- merely functional mm. you know fulfilling a role or roles that you felt that you had to based on external paradigms this is just a thought i'm offering yeah. like did you really like your dreams what were what what were your dreams like what did you really want did you ever even go there oh. did you i mean maybe you did maybe you didn't though why didn't you what if you had? Yeah. What would that have been like? Uh. Where would you have gone then? I don't know. I'm just like, it's interesting just to entertain these different, yeah. um, these different angles. The, uh, the reason why I was saying it goes a step further for my belief is that it no, having a relationship with God is so personal in my belief. Whereas... I'm not I'm not gonna compare beliefs or anything, but certain gods are too far for people to reach, so they have to like sacrifice certain things in order just to please God. In my hmm. in in in, hmm. in, power. Hmm. in in this in this belief is it's like it's choice. It's a you have such a clear cut choice. God says there's this road and there's this road. I would cho- I would advise you to go with this one, but mm. you can choose. And like no one is like, in cultural terms and traditions, people get ridiculed for not choosing God's way. But that's not how the belief works. It's God isn't ri- ridiculing anyone for choosing the wrong side. He's giving you the option. He's told you this is the one that you should probably go for. I'm advising you to go here, but you are free to go wherever you want. And then when you now decide, all right, I'm going to go for this road. I'm going to go for you. I'm going to have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. 
it now starts developing the more and more you do it the more and more you like get closer to god and start understanding his word what what he wants that's interesting because it's almost like you could you could represent that as like growing in awareness of one's self mm. one's true self mm. knowing what is truly beneficial for oneself mm. right how best to show up in life how best to take responsibility mm. how best to behave mm. right um i guess this could all come we could bring this back to this idea of taking responsibility yeah <laughs> it's that responsibility yeah do the right thing you know they yeah. say um powerful stuff powerful stuff <laughs> yeah. i got uh, a couple more things to wrap up with so one is if you could go back a few years let's say five years into the past mm. what is one what 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 is one thing you would say to yourself based on what you know now mm. was one thing I would say to myself I would want to say a few things but I'd probably the one I'm going to mention because that's the one that sprung to my head first is let's get it I'd probably tell myself to own it own it I would tell myself to own it those are the words Mm. I would say tell tell me more What, what do you mean by that just coming from what we first started discussing about basically lack of belief or lack of acknowledgement of what I'm here to do Mm. it's kind of like if I'll go back because I'm only reaching this stage now in my life where I'm like this is exactly what I want to do this is how I'm going to do it I don't care about how these people are doing it how that person Mm -hmm. did it Mm -hmm. this is exactly what I'm going to do of course I'm going to learn I'm going to grab my influences my inspiration or whatever but I'm going to be who I am right now mm. a thousand percent whether anyone likes it or not mm. and that never used to be the case I would really I would see people and i am like yo he's doing that and people love it I'm gonna try to do that mm. and like I'm so good at imitating like mm. just I don't know why I just always imitate people so I would it's so easy for me to start sounding like someone or right. start dressing like someone right. or start right. acting like somebody else right I could I would just go back and be like own yourself like own who you are powerful powerful stuff <laughs> powerful stuff so hmm. one more thing mm. like we could actually even expand on the last thing you said there but then that would we'd be speaking <laughs> for another half hour but like I, there's more that I'd like to go into but I guess one thing is before you go to all the all the listeners everybody listening now what is the one question you would ask them to make them think about things differently so a question to prompt a line of thinking Hmm. hmm That's a good question. I don't want to think about like a generic question either. Hmm. 
think I'm thinking about it too much. Just give us something. Because <laughs> mm. it's all subjective anyway. What is generic? To who? To myself. To yourself. Yeah. I would like if I heard someone say. Right, right. Okay, I see what you mean. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Mm. I would probably ask them if they're aware of what they're meant to be doing in this life. Hmm. And if not, why why don't you care to find out? I feel like, especially in our generation, hmm. we're, too, we're too comfortable that time is just going. So, mm, no, like mm. tomorrow's not promised mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like you're literally just chilling and not like you figuring out what you're supposed to be doing here could save so many lives could save one life could save your life could save mm -hmm. it could change the world literally yeah but the fact that you're so comfortable with where you're at now mm -hmm. which you which I would ask like are you happy where you're at why aren't you trying to get out of it if you're not happy? Mm. And are you happy enough for you to just be insignificant in life? So this is for the audience. Yeah. So, so guys, that's something for you to ponder. So I'd like you to really, really sit down and grapple with that, that question, right? And I'd love to hear from you. Send an email or DM or... On any of the platforms. Honestly, I would like to create, you know, active dialogue. Because we can only learn from each other. What, what would your response be to that question? I'm actually so eager to, to hear what you have to say. Me too. <laughs> well, guys. So, I mean, that wraps up this episode. Um, with each episode, I've, like, it becomes... Like, you just feel more and more comfortable. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the last one we recorded recorded my friend uh, Barry um, interesting guy interesting story oh. um, I'll let you I'll wait, I won't tell you go listen to that episode oh. but um, <laughs> we were recording in a coffee shop yeah and I mean just to share some of the like some of the challenges like very like micro challenges that you face with this stuff so we're recording in a coffee shop so we we, we find this seat and like we hook ourselves up and there's like music playing in the background there's not too many people but the music be between the music and like um the the conversation going on yeah. you know the focus is not on us yeah. and for whatever reason we plug in the headphones and you know grab our mics and as we're about to start talking everything goes silent like the, it was as if the song just came to an end wow. and all the chatter just came to a halt so there was this like incredible awkwardness when we started. So if you listen to that episode, the beginning was like you could just hear the sheer discomfort. Yeah. Right? But I decided I'm not gonna cut it out. I'm gonna show because uh. this is just part of the process. Yeah. Like it was but we grew into the conversation. Uh. So as it went, we became more comfortable and we got more con you know, immersed in what it was that we were doing. Uh. But it was just it was it was interesting. Wow. wow. <laughs> It's crazy. Anyway, guys, look, I, I, I hope I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. So, um, you know, 
show it to someone. I hope you liked this episode. And if you didn't, I'd like to know why you didn't like it. Do you know someone who might like it? Maybe you don't know anyone who would like it. No one could ever like this episode. Tell me why. Like to know. Info at thinkarootalks.com. So guys, until next time, signing out. This has been yet another episode of the Thinkaroo Talks podcast. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed this one. See you next time. Have a great day. I learned the 